Uh, Tim? Sir? We were uh, discussing the uh, news that broke in Middletown, at Middletown Middle School. Yes. And uh, we Meaning have... there was a uh, online social media post regarding uh, racist comments and or activities or... Threatening black students. Or threat, yeah, or threatening uh, threats that were being uh, uh, brought on apparently by several Utes in the Middletown area. We have uh, on the line uh, from the Frederick County School Board, uh, Brad Young, who can fill us in on uh, the very latest as uh, the Sheriff's Office addressed this in the past hour. Very good. Brad, good afternoon, Brad. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Sad we have to talk once again about a situation in our school system that, uh, you know, you, again, it just makes a long day longer, if that makes any longer, and and it's uh, something we're not used to, uh, but it's getting to be, unfortunately... It's getting to be more and more. So tell us about what was discussed at the uh, press conference. So first off, I want to say it was a situation in our community. This is not a school situation, uh, system-only situation. It's a problem within our community. This was a post that was made the, the evening of Tuesday. Uh, or um, It was, was brought to the Sheriff's Department attention Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning. On social so media, today, right, Brad? Depa- On social media. Correct, yes. Okay. So today the... The sheriff held a press conference uh, with uh, FCPS and announced that the three uh, minors that were doing the posting will be charged with a hate crime. Uh, in addition, one of the minors is charged with possession of a firearm as it. Ah, we lost Brad. We lost everybody. The, uh, the connection cut off, so we hope he'll uh, check right back. But this is uh, interesting developments. Yeah, so, so far we're talking about the uh, juveniles. Uh, all three charged with a hate crime, and the first uh, one of the three juveniles will be charged with the possession of a, uh, a firearm. Firearm, he said. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Brad there. 301-694-9363. 301-694-9363. Uh, Brad did say in this very short things that we heard from him is that this appeared on social media on Tuesday night, Tuesday night not in the school system, uh, uh, obviously. But uh, it affected uh, some students who are in the school system, and I'm I'm curious to ask what will be done as far as uh, now that uh, they and there were threats against students in the school system. As yeah, well. but I, I I think it again. I'm not privy to what actually was shown or what was up on social media, but I I don't know that it it had targeted anyone, but everyone, everyone of black or you know it it didn't. I don't think it came out and said. They're after a particular person, more or less. Uh, these kids are against black kids or whatever. That's the way I understood it. I, I could be wrong in that because I, uh, again, I did not see or understand that. Let's get Brad back. We got Mr. Young back on the line. Uh, Brad, could you? I, get... I don't know where where I got cut off, but the long and short is three minors are charged with right. hate crimes, and one of those minors is charged with possession of a firearm as a minor. Uh, and they will be referred to the state's attorney's office for uh, any potential additional charges. What about the school system, Brad? What action will the school so, system take? So the school system, obviously, they will face disciplinary action under federal rules. Unfortunately, the school system will not be able to disclose what punishment they receive. Sure. But you can rest assured that they will receive a stiff punishment. And, and well, they should. Now, a question I had, Brad, because I was not—I uh, did not see the uh, the pictures on social media or whatever. Was it aimed at, at the entire black race, or was it aimed at individuals, or or both? It was it was aimed at the African American community, and it was a very uh, 
disgusting, yes. revolting, unfortunate uh, picture, and certainly um, uh, was directed at our African-American community, and so we're doing everything we can to provide support. So sure. The sheriff did indicate that the, the sheriff's department does not feel there is any threat uh, to the Middletown community at this point. Right. Uh, nonetheless, they will be providing additional resources uh, in that area to make sure that people feel protected in the school system has been providing additional resources for students that feel that they need to talk to somebody about it. And, and uh, Now, you said, you said they were juveniles, obviously. Uh, can you give us an age bracket or range? My, uh, they indicated that they were 15. 15 years old, uh, old enough to know better, obviously. Um, uh, you would think so, yes. I would hope so. But, uh, and, and uh, again, I, if they're going to be charged, they'll probably be charged as juveniles. So the, the uh, Lieutenant Dieter did say they would be charged as minors. Okay. Um, man, my, my heart goes out to the families in Middletown, to, to all families. That uh, First of all, uh, we were talking earlier. I know you were probably at the news conference, but we, you know, how much blame goes to the parents? How much blame goes to uh, social media? Uh, and I don't want to jump to conclusions. You know, uh, uh, many a good parent has, has had a child you know, just take off on their own. And I, I don't want to just automatically say, oh, the parents uh, uh, caused this or allows this to continue. We but did they could have. We don't yeah. know. Well, we had a caller, a, a former educator, Brad, who said that, uh, you know, there needs to be a, a, a re-education, but maybe uh, the way I interpreted George's call was that it goes back to the parents also, that they, it is learned behavior. Racism is learned behavior. Kurt, you're not, a, you're not born a racist. Right, Exactly. So, so one of the other things that the sheriff and our director of communications is asking is that parents please stop reposting the sure. pictures. And I understand why some people want to post them because they certainly want to let it be known what these vile things were said. But it's leading to More. Uh, folks that may not as be familiar with the story seeing it and then calling the police again, uh, thinking that it's a, a new threat or out there. And so it is leading to additional work on the uh, police community and the school system as people are not sure that uh, that that it's a repost. So by continuing to repost it on social media, it's leading to additional uh, confusion and also to uh, more worry on behalf of community members that may not be up to date. So as disgusting as they were, and certainly we want to out the folks that did that sure. for being a vile act, uh, but reposting them is causing additional uh, confusion and consternation within that community. Well, the question, another question I have is, why would not social media, if this is a hate crime, why would why does social media, which they keep telling us, I mean, uh, I keep getting banned for saying, you know, say the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't understand why this is allowed to continue on social media. Well, uh, I don't know which social media this was on. I'm assuming it was on TikTok or uh, Snapchat, one of those where uh, I, I'm not on those, so I don't follow those as closely. I, I don't believe this. Certainly, if this had been posted, I believe, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, it would have been reported and would have been banned and, and referred. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of these things are done on these uh, uh, more of the younger group are using Snapchat and TikTok and probably even other social medias that I'm even unaware of. And sure. uh, so from that standpoint, yeah, you would hope the social media services 
as soon as they saw these things, would take them down and report them to authorities. Well, the, and certainly that's, that's how it. we were, uh, and that's how the sheriff's department was alerted to it. Was by uh, a parent who probably was shown it by one of their children uh, on that social media, and that's how the initial uh, notification to law enforcement was was made. Well, sad, very sad, Brad. I, I just wish it is very sad, and I, I, I will say to my friends in the Middletown community tomorrow morning at seven fifteen. There will be a gathering at the middle school to support uh, that community and to support those that have been adversely impacted in this uh, incident, those folks of color, and to show that this is not a tolerable act and will not be condoned in any way and will be uh, out there to show support for the community uh, and those that have been impacted by this and, 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 and the rally is being sponsored by the uh, Middletown Middle School PTSA. I'm trying Correct. to remember the, what the initials of PTSA are. Parent, Parent Teacher Association. Parent Teacher Student Association. Student Association, okay. Tuesday night on social media. We're in, uh, I'm thinking three white students uh, were... Uh, threatened black students th- at the school. Black students. Now, question I have for Brad Young, who's with us, who is the board of the, of the Freddie County Board of Education. Why is this a school issue? Well, it's a school issue because anytime anything that impacts the ability of students to learn, it is a school issue. And while this did happen off school property and not during school, it had a significant impact on that school. And so it becomes an issue at that point, and the school system has to get involved and take appropriate action. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I disagree. I just wanted to know, since it did not happen in school, it did not happen. Uh, yeah, and I'm just saying it, the, 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 the answer is when it has an impact on others' ability to learn in the state's environment, it impacts the school. Speaking of environment, and speaking of people's uh, understanding, there's a bill in the House uh, in the state of Maryland right now asking that uh, the student member of the Board of Education be allowed to vote. Uh, has the board yeah. itself taken a uh, position on this, Brad? And what do you think of this? Yeah, that's a the nice board, way of saying The that. board's official position is supportive of giving the student member a vote. I was the lone member that voted against it. Uh, I, I have great respect and great love and admiration for all the student members I've served on. My issue is that they can't be held accountable by the voters. And if they were the vote that changed, for instance, masking or unmasking or eliminating fair day there's nobody in the public that can hold them accountable and so there that's the primary reason that i have not supported it but our board does support uh as a board the position of giving that student member a vote well very interesting let me let me ask you another question that's just uh a little bit out there but since we got you on the line and then we'll let you go uh uh, the school voting rights oh uh, since lifting Mask mandates in uh, area schools, uh, Mr. Young. I'm sure you know you hear from plenty of people that are relieved and like it uh, when it was uh, mandated. Do, are you hearing anything from parents who are concerned about lifting it too soon, or and are concerned about the environment for uh, student and teachers in the schools without uh, well, a you- mask regulation? I tell you, since we lifted the mask regulation, my email went, email went down tremendously. So, really? uh, yes, we did have some emails of folks that were concerned. But then when the CDC changed their guidance, I haven't heard a peep about that. 
uh, since that happened. So I'm sure there are still some people that are uh, not comfortable because of that, but they are encouraged to wear their N95 if they feel they need that for their safety, and they will be supported uh, in in doing so, whether they're a staff member or a student. I've been in many schools, and there's still a lot of students that are wearing masks. Uh, they choose to do that, and that's their right to do that, but they're not required to anymore. Okay. Right. I appreciate your call. Uh, I, I appreciate... Wanna... Go ahead, sir. Right. I did want to add on here, Tim, you know this. I'm out at this Searsville Mansion getting ready yeah, to go Walt in Rooney's. and honor a yeah. great, great man in Walt Roney from the greatest generation who served in World War II, a great Rotarian, great person, and great friend, and just out here to celebrate his life and uh, be out here with lots of friends and Rotarians. Well, I, I appreciate you. It is. Uh, we did have to say goodbye to Walt Rooney, who is a former Marine, a member of the greatest generation, as Brad said, and uh, a little celebration on behalf of the Rotary tonight at Searsville Mansion. And uh, I'm not able to be there, but uh, I grew up with his son, and we went all, school, all through school together, and I certainly have passed all my condolences to him. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate